Hey everybody, Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. So, as some of you might know, I am a big fan of American baseball. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of good baseball. So I don't, I appreciate good plays basically from any particular team or player. I'm not one of these fair weather people who do this and that. Yes, I'm from New York. First game was at it was a Met game. I saw Tom Seaver, late great Tom Seaver pitch at what was then called Shea Stadium. It's since been raised, and now the Mets play at City Field. Um, of course, Yankee Stadium's always been in the Bronx, although they moved it across the street. They raised the old one and built the newer one, I think mid to late uh, 2000s, nonetheless. So I'm, I'm a fan of New York teams, probably more of a Yankee fan, but you know, if you grew up a Yankee fan and you didn't say, you know, this will seem like blasphemy to some, but if you couldn't look someone in the eye and say, man, Dustin Pedroia was a heck of a second baseman, you know, you're not really being objective, right? You're kind of saying, here's my political party and this is what I believe in and the other side can't do anything that's worthwhile, right? Which is obviously fallacious. Same thing with like, this is, you know, professional, we call it soccer, it's football in Europe. In South America, it's the same type of a deal. You've got the, probably the largest rivalry on the planet is um, probably India-Pakistan and cricket. But nonetheless, I think I appreciate really good ball baseball, regardless of who's making the play. And it doesn't change how I feel about being a Yankee fan by rooting for, or, or David Ortiz, right? Or Chris Sale's, you know, backdoor, you know, breaking pitches, although he's struggled recent years. You know, those are good ball players, you know? Um, good baseball is good baseball. You can, doesn't really matter the sweater you're wearing. But so anyway, Yankees have a guy named Michael Giancarlo Stanton, um, who went to a school out here, Notre Dame and Sherman Oaks. Reds have a pitcher who, uh, is coming up through their system. It was a top draft pick from here a couple years back, went to the same high school, very solid baseball program for sure. Um, so I think the season starts and he's like, oh, for eight or something like that. And the fans, even in New York, are booing the guy. And that's probably not because they think he's not no longer a player. It's that they want to see performance from a big, you know, home run hitting kind of guy. So of course you watch the Twitterverse and, and otherwise, and, um, you know, Giancarlo is just doing his own thing. You know, he's figuring, Hey, you get off to a slow start doesn't mean the season's over. You get going to a hot streak doesn't mean it can't turn on a dime either. So he's just waking up, doing executing his system, doing what he does. Media, of course, is looking at a, looking at tick data or you know five minute bar data, and is trying to make big pronouncements about where where his season's going to go. So it's a good analogy. It's like you can't look at short term data and try to extrapolate and make very wide ranging conclusions i mean of course you can do it but most of the time when you look at that kind of stuff and i know you probably get it the media is just looking for something to talk about they don't particularly have a collective wisdom if you will in that regard so the other day he crashes like last week this time last week he bombs a 470 foot home run and so of course as you can imagine all the stuff in social media and otherwise completely does a 180 and they're singing his praises again. 
So what can we learn from this? So you have to be your own person. Whatever it is that you do well, stick with it. That's how you create your alpha. And I admit, every, every trading strategy will have its moment in the sun, will have their 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. But if you know that you've back-tested it and you know that you have expected value for what you do over many, many years, if you have a back-tester, you probably want to you, you know, back-test over 20 years. Don't let the detractors you know, sidetrack you from doing what you do best or shake you from trying to do, you know, something that you're not, you know, stand and didn't go, you know, 0 for 7, 0 for 8 and try to hit left-handed. You know what I mean? He's not changing his world. He had the same stance, the same swing, the same mindset, you know, he just got his pitch and that's the best you can do. I think Alex Rodriguez said it best. He's just trying to put his best swing on his pitch. Wherever it goes, you're powerless. Same thing with trading. You don't know when you buy Tesla at 100, it's going to go to 9. All you can do is work your system in the short term and then protect your capital. So don't get shaken out if the market in this case is, is both the antagonist and or the detractor. Don't let it shake you out. You might have to modify your position sizing to protect your capital as best you can. But ultimately, stick to your knitting. Do what you do because that will come back in favor probably more sooner than later, you know, there's a whole bunch of study on this kind of stuff too that, you know, pervades other industries, other practices. For example, in sales and marketing, they say you sometimes have to ask for the order, you know, six or seven times. So what happens if you're speaking with somebody in a consultative sales process and you've only kind of nudged them, you know, three or four times, you know, the magic is on average going to happen in numbers five, six, and seven, but you stalled at number four. Maybe you stopped. Maybe you didn't want to be too pushy. Maybe you didn't know how to break the ice. I don't know. There's a myriad reasons why that could be the case, but you just have to persist and have a good attitude about it. If you fall down to pieces, you could end up adopting new tactics or new feelings that could um, move you to another realm and get you to start trying things that you don't have any experience doing. And it's hard to build confidence in things that you don't like doing or two things that you're not, you don't have any experience doing. And even if you don't, even if you have a back test, it's all going to seem new. So this might be a little word of wisdom, little pep talk that uh, maybe you don't change your strategy none, all the same, but you cut your position sizing down and or you go take a look at putting a stop on your overall equity, in which case, if you say, okay, I don't want to have any weeks where I'm down 200 basis points, if I get to that spot as a trader, I'm just going to puke out the whole basket, even though I might not get stopped in any one particular name. Um, now, those are types of things that you can backtest as well. So I'm not saying we're coming up with these crazy situations. If you're a momentum person, you've probably seen some of the studies that are out there. There is evidence that if you have several names in a sector, the sector's burgeoning and it takes off when it stalls, you might end up ending, ending up having much more equity in your account if you sell the entire basket on the first sell signal than waiting for each individual name to get stopped out. Something worth testing, you know, times change. I haven't looked at that one in a while, but it, had, it showed promise when I did. Might be something for you to, you know, pick up on and make it your own. That's what we're doing here, trying to share ideas. I don't think anyone has a lock on any good ideas here. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. I hope it helps. If you have any suggestions, don't be free.
Don't be afraid to reach out. I'm here to help. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow.